I guess I can say good evening tonight, and welcome to episode 10 of Bob Speaks. It has been a while. I think that's probably an understatement. Yeah, a lot of, lot's happened since the last time I recorded, but really not going to get into that too much. Just recording a quick one here. I've got a couple of, well, actually a few episodes queued up in my mind currently, and we'll keep it short. But tonight I'm going to focus mainly on... Um, Something that's kind of been bugging me recently on um, the Accidental Tech Podcast with John Syracuse, Marco Arment, and Casey Liss. Now, it's a good podcast, so I do recommend that you go and listen to it, um, enjoy it. But they do tend to fixate and talk a lot about Apple and its web web application properties that it owns. And while I don't think anyone would ever think that Apple is Google, because they're not. Apple is not a web-first company, but I think there's a general misconception as far as what Apple's trying to do, and that can cause quite often um, misunderstandings as far as why Apple chooses to do things. Now, I have no first-hand knowledge. I worked for the company for four months as a technician, as a genius in the retail store. But I did get to go to Cupertino and talk with some people there, and that was it was a lot of fun. And I am an unabashed Apple fanboy, so you can take whatever I say with a grain of salt. But for many web-first companies, and I'm thinking companies that grew up thinking of the web as their primary pr- platform, so you can look at Yahoo and Google and a lot of the hot companies now, Facebook, etc., etc. It's easy because the web or the cloud or the server is king. Everything bows to the will of the server. What the server has is primary and trumps whatever you might have on your client side. Um, That is what they want, or at least what they say they want as well, and is an easy con- easy thing conceptually to think about. I've heard in the past people talk about how they would like to be able to just go to iCloud.com and see what Apple has stored on the servers because iCloud.com, iCloud, they get mixed up. Well, Apple's server infrastructure and their web application things and the stuff they're doing with those services, the idea isn't the server and the cloud as king. The idea is the server and the cloud as an intermediary and to act as a go-between and a holding area for you to be able to sync or move your data between all of your different devices. For example, um, there's been a lot of talk recently about Photo stream, mainly because companies like Everpix, the company like Everpix, uh, recently shut down, and people want to be able to push all of their photos up to the cloud. And I really dislike that term a lot. It's push their push their photos and like their data up to a third party server, and have them take care of it for them. Okay, so that's cool and all, but that's not what Google is, or not what Apple is trying to do with PhotoStream. 
photo stream is at the very basic part of it is a syncing platform for your photos and your videos now with iOS 7 and Mavericks, which is pretty cool. Um, so you have to think of it in that sense. Apple's not going to be limiting what you can sync anymore through PhotoStream, but you only have 30 days. So that means it's not going to be a good replacement for these big holding pens in the sky. That is not what Apple is interested in. Apple is interested in moving your data from one device to the rest of your devices when you want it, not from holding on to all of your data. Um, iMessages is the same thing. You can sync your iMessage history, essentially, between your devices, but you have to open those devices. Apple is not interested in having their servers being the canonical um, store for all of your iMessage data. They are interested in having those messages go to you, and then they can essentially, at least from what I can tell from what they've released, wipe their hands clean of what happens to that data as soon as it's on your end. Now, that falls very well in line with how Apple has run the iTunes store with uh, music. While everyone screams from the hills, Apple, please release a Spotify competitor so we can pay you money and be able to stream the whole, you know, 5,000 yards, you know, the whole thing, all of, your, all of our music we want. Apple says Apple tries to kind of walk that middle line of even like iTunes Match. It's still your music. Like that's the whole point. It is still your music. You own it. You can, you can play it on your devices. And truth be told, iTunes Match works really, really well. I've been very, very happy with it, which is why I, free, I happily pay for iTunes Match. Um, really, going down the line, like this is the way Apple does services. You own your data, and we will provide a layer to enable you to get at that data from various places. Now, does that provide some problems? Sure. If, you, if your mindset is, the server is king, I would like to see what's going on, so I will go to the server and see what is going on. Apple is not going to provide that for you. The closest they get is probably now uh, the uh, iWork apps uh, on iCloud.com because you can see your, your uh, data there from the iWork apps and email, contacts, and calendar. Like Those things are easily seen online. Everything else is Apple trying to allow you to move things around to your various devices, not necessarily have Apple be the center or the, the central repository for all of your stuff. Um, so asking for Apple to become Google is not going to happen because they're trying to do very different things. Apple wants to sell you shiny objects Google wants to get all the things, all of your data, and own it all, and be able to run analytics on it all and sell ads on top of it. And so you're looking at very, very, very different business models. So whenever anyone starts to talk about the shortcomings of either company, you have to remember they're trying to do very different things. So they're going to focus on very different things. Apple wants you to be able to buy more devices and have your information. Google wants you to have all of your data within Google. That's how they make money. Simple as that. So still, I recommend 
uh, Accidental Tech Podcast, listen to it. John Syracuse is great to listen to in doses. But much like <laughs> I can't really bemoan him too much because much like myself, he can go off on tangents from time to time. And every anyone who is interested in technology can get pretty nitpicky about things and sometimes miss the what is it? Miss the tree for the forest, forest for the trees, one of those two. <laughs> and focus too much on what isn't right instead of being kind of amazed as far as what we can do now we couldn't do in the past. So I guess this will be the end of episode 10. Thanks for listening, and I will hopefully have out some more episodes soon.